Hi everyone, I'm Nick Kirkenmeister from Heartland Wines and we're coming to you today from Aura Objects here on McGill Road. Absolutely beautiful space and some wonderful objects here to be discovered, so come on down and check it out. That was a really good ad actually, it's a nice little launch in. Um, I'm here today, lucky enough to be here with Beck from Strength Social, thank you for joining us, and of course Matt from Physio Smart. Gang, thanks for being here. Um, I wanted to start by asking each of you, I guess, the same question, which has been interesting to me. We've had uh, so many fantastic businesses here in the area. The ab- ability to make ourselves better, healthier, and it occurs to me, where in this modern day do we find a balanced lifestyle? How does it work? Matt, Matt what, when, you, when you have people who live normal lifestyles coming mm. into you, how are you trying to mould them to, to, to make them the best people they can be, the, be, the healthiest, I guess? Yeah, I think it's a good point. Well, I think COVID actually brought that out, in a sense, um, that, that we all of a sudden had so much time on our hands that we really had to think about a balanced life. And then for a lot of people, it, it brought up the discussion of what, what I am, am I doing for my health, movement-wise, food-wise, nutrition, and and I think for us is that we have to honestly respect uh, all elements of balanced life, and yeah. that includes vinos at times and switching off. Um, you, you often can see people that do too much movement and too much exercise, um, which can be unhealthy as well. So uh, for us, you know, it just goes back to basics. We want good sleep. Mm. Uh, we want people to eat well, and we want people to move well. Um, and for, for that to happen, I think you're looking at a pretty healthy balance. Beck, Matt alluded to what's been happening at the moment with COVID-19 and it's dramatically affected all of our businesses. How's it affected the way you're working things at Strength Social? I mean... Yeah, look, it wasn't an amazing time. I think um, it was something that we never thought would happen. The, the fact that the doors closed on the 23rd of March was pretty, pretty confronting for us. Um, but it really did make us realise, I guess it goes back to that saying, you don't know what you have to miss it. Um, <laughs> and I, I can speak for myself and all of our members that when the gym reopened on the 1st of June, it was, it was amazing. It was like the most exciting thing that's happened because um, everyone really did miss it. But it was amazing how the, the members and the community came together and those times that we were allowed out in the park and doing outdoor workouts and still finding ways to keep keep active. So. I, I don't want to talk about Strength Social as a gym because it's it's a completely different experience. Uh, if people, when people come to enjoy what you're able to share, what should they expect? Yeah, so a, f- a few things. Definitely um, we like to think that we're extremely inclusive of all fitness levels, all body types and shapes and attitudes towards fitness. Um, so that would probably be the the biggest thing they could expect but also the way we've kind of changed and adapted our workouts to include things like sanitizing and wiping down um, taking a little bit more time to fill out our contact tracing and, and temperature checks um, definitely making them feel safe <laughs> <laughs> that all the all the boxes are being ticked in terms of covid and that is because you're you're much more interactive with your 100% yeah what are we, i guess so you say clients is probably yeah, the clients. best way yeah, to term yeah. it yeah Whereas when I talk to you, I want to say patience. Does that sound more? Say either. Um, (laughs) So if I'm coming into you for a functional movement assessment, Mm. which just sounds Mm. a bit scary, but what am I actually getting into? Yeah, that's a good call. Um, Look, I think functional movement, just the term, is becoming more popular. Uh, Look, it it boils down for us what we've done is is I went um, over the States and learnt um, how they do their orthopaedic functional movement assessment at a pretty high level. And we've adopted that at the clinic. Essentially, it 
we, we say if you come in with a sore part, which we would call it a <laughs> knee, most of the time a physio will kind of look, look at the knee and, and maybe the surrounding areas. We're just going to look at your head to toe. So we're going to screen your neck, your shoulders, your spine. Got it. Not only that, we're going to look at your squat patterns, your lunge pattern, your balance on both legs. We just want to know how you move in general. So the thought being that um, when we're dealing with a problem, we don't just want your knee to get better, but we want you to move better globally. So we want you to have the experience where you can walk out with, um, you know, having the tools to, uh, you know, bend, lift, squat, um, and functionally, you know, do everything you need to do day to day or for what sport you play. So it's a pretty full on process, you know, like every part is looked at, but um, yeah. When you would, you mentioned we then mm. when you started PhysioSmart, it was just you. But mm-hmm. what should we expect now? How big is your team? Um, yeah, so it started with just me, and uh, it's grown. We've got five physios now, and uh, two massage therapists as well. So uh, maybe the unique thing about us is that we, I've, I've, everyone's been certified in functional movement assessment. And we've adopted that as uh, our tool to assess everyone. So all five physios assess people the same way. So regardless of who you see, you're going to have the same initial um, assessment. And then from, from there, we really collectively as a team, um, you know, want to be able to help, help you out. So we, we use each other so much um, in our physio clinic um, that, you know, it's, it's really t- team philosophy and approach to being able to help someone. I think the power of five minds is better than one. So... Yeah, that's so you get five physios for the price of one. Sometimes, really. okay, yeah, that's we, a pretty we good sometimes uh, we do that. Bargain, I guess. <laughs> um, Beck, now look, I don't want to scare you, but look, I'm obviously a, a late middle-aged man. You know, I, I'm probably not in my peak uh, fitness right now. I come into Strength Social. How are you able to make me the best me I can be? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. Um, so we feel that our program is pretty balanced. We break up the week over three cardio or more conditioning sessions and three strength sessions, um, which are balanced out between your big movements. So we every Mondays, for example, we squat, and then Wednesdays is more upper body, chest, and Fridays deadlifts. Um, and then the kind of cardio conditioning fits into that. Um, but the unique thing also about our programming is everything's scalable. We can change the program to suit if you've never exercised before, if you're a more experienced kind of gym goer um, and everywhere in between. We've got an extremely, extremely uh, experienced um, team of trainers. And so we can kind of modify any workout that you need to, to fit your needs. One of the most terrifying workout experiences I ever had was, was in Canada and it was me and a group of women in their 60s and 70s. My, my wife's godmother made me go along and needless to say, as the only man in the room, I was somewhat the centre of attention and uh, everything I did wrong was noted. Yeah. Um, how do you engender an environment where it feels inclusive, where everyone feels a bit more relaxed, more comfortable in their own skin? Yeah, I think we're lucky at Strength Social already. We've got an amazing um, group of members which are really inclusive. There's a mix of ages, a mix of genders, obviously. Um, so everyone off the bat is kind of super, super inclusive. Um, you know, I've, I've literally just come from the 9.30 session. And I think in a lot of other traditional gyms, you might walk in, it's real mum's hour. Um, but we find, you know, the two guys in the, the class, lots of hospitality workers, because that kind of time works, works best for them before they start work. Um, so yeah, it's not Really? <laughs> Wouldn't be an relax, issue. Relax, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. very relaxed. Well, You'll be yeah. fine. You're on McGill Road. And uh, I'd like you guys both to speak about you know where you are and how it affects things. Because I know McGill Road seems to be really transforming at the moment. And we're seeing more and more businesses pop up. But uh, how does it affect you? Do you get a lot of that passing traffic? Or is it mainly 
people who hear about you either through friends, social media, how, how do people come to you? Yeah, a bit of both. I think we're lucky in the way we are situa- situated right next to a cafe. So that does bring a lot of traffic, whether it's it's before a workout or after a workout. Um, we occasionally do get people just poking their their heads in the door um, and obviously we're so lucky that the front of our building is all glass so from a visual point of view strength social really stands out um, but yeah like we're, we're situated you know so close to the city so close to eastern, eastern suburbs I'm mm. in Tusmore and it, it's still not far at all um, so it's a, I think it's a really good spot kind of for both both reasons. And Matt, what about for mm. you? Because obviously there are many physios working in South Australia, working in Adelaide. So it's all about that point of difference. How are people finding you? And what do you think is the key mm. to, to, to keeping the, the people and, and bringing more in? Um, yeah, absolutely. There are so many physios. <laughs> it's, uh, it's overwhelming, to be honest. And I think starting was a, was a bit of a scary thought. But we're, we're tucked away, so um, we're on Paynham Road and um, we're, we're near the Good Luck Gym, but you'd never see us. You yeah. probably would never have seen our signs. Um, so for us, you know, pretty organic approach has just been word of mouth. That's like by far the most powerful thing. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, m- maybe a little bit differently is that we've got the skill set to, if, if we can look at someone holistically, mm. um, you know, we could pose a question that, hey, if, if someone, um, if we were able to assess someone um, completely, we could find moving parts that aren't moving well. Uh, and if we could improve that now, could we potentially prevent injury? I don't think you can ever fully prevent injury, but we're getting people now coming in who uh, want to just move better now mm. for the later. And that's created for us um, a really big point of difference. Uh, so, yeah, I think... Uh, for us, the other thing from a social media perspective is that uh, we genuinely, seriously want to help people. So we don't, uh, we want to share our knowledge. We want to give as much of, of what we know out there to the community. Um, we work a lot with the community and, and for us, our social media presence has, has been something that's been like really powerful for us, again, from a word of mouth perspective. So that's how we kind of keep going. I'm in my 40s and I've got a lot of buddies who played footy when they were younger. Some mm. of them still do. Um, my wife was a very keen uh, uh, volleyballer and uh, she's had uh, shoulder work done. She's had both knees done. Most of my mates have had knees done, knees, knees, knees. Mm. That's the injury I hear about a lot. But when you're um, dealing with people, maybe you know, my age bracket, are there particular injuries that are, are more challenging, more uh, you've got to be more delicate with? I don't know. But you, you talk about the holistic approach. Yep. How does it vary depending on what you're faced with? Yeah, look, pretty well every injury is challenging because if we take for knee, for example, the knee's a pretty simple tool. It should really only bend. That's what <laughs> it was designed for, right? So, But if you look above and below it, you've got the ankle and the hip. They're designed to twist and rotate and move in very complex, different ways. So people end up with knee problems if what above or below doesn't work properly. Mm. Uh, and that could be on either side. So the holistic approach is to say, okay, if I've got someone with a knee problem, I've got to look at your ankle on that side, your hip on that side, and check the other side, plus your, plus everywhere else. And, and what, what we're finding is that if we can operate everywhere else well around the knee, the knee all of a sudden starts to get better. Right. So we're taking on more uh, of a challenge for people to say, hey, we want your hip to move better, your ankle to move better, we want good balance, um, and left and right to match. But uh, yeah, you know, with that, that approach, uh, that the, goes throughout the rest of the body. So if that makes sense. It makes complete sense, and I think it goes back 
to what you were saying that you know if we come into to strength social we're not just going to be focusing on one part of the body it has to be the entire uh, organism that we, we, we're looking at the entire system yeah. so do you think that it's it's possible to just you know strengthen the upper body and or do you think that's the only way you can go is the whole the whole system has to work together oh look fairly complicated question um you yeah know. okay we're gonna go you just you just talk <laughs> i'll just talk for the next i could talk about this all day look it, it uh, i guess for us it comes back to people's goals and people's lifestyle i think that's probably the two biggest things to look at if you, you know, really in your heart and your soul, you want to have a massive upper body, I would say <laughs> go for it. Is it maybe the most balanced approach? Maybe not, you know, but again, it depends on people's goals and also looking at their lifestyle, what they do for work. If you're sitting down all day long at a computer, you know, leaning forward, go home, sit on the couch, you're texting a lot, you know, automatically you're kind of going to be a little bit more more rounded um so you know definitely doing some upper body is definitely going to help strengthen you and lift you up taller and whatever and then if we can try and convince you to balance that out with some lower limb and good um pelvic and pelvis stability that would be amazing too so sounds like i've got my work cut out for yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely and beck there's a, a real cross-section of people in this community how does does that play into to being here what what were your decision points yeah, absolutely. So I've um, stepped into the, the strength social role, role um, during the changeover. Uh, so that her- happened early this year. Um, but yeah, like our location is exactly the same and it's amazing. We, we're targeting, you know, people coming in and out of the city, whether that's on your way to work. We've got showers and bathrooms and you can, you can change and kind of make your way into the city for work or, you know, adversely coming out um, before heading to the, the rest of the suburbs, you know, on your way home. Yeah, and, and Matt, things have really evolved. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, you know, Beck's got this very, very current experience, but you know you've got the mm. six years under your belt. You're mm. watching the neighbourhood evolve and change. I love the vibrancy here, but what's the attraction for you? Yeah, I think kind of. Uh, I'll just touch base with what Dan said, but the culture mm. there is a movement culture in Norwood for sure. I mean, there, there was a lot of the first fitness and different types of studios have come and kind of almost started in Norwood. So I think with that, um, really attracts this. It almost makes you want to move better being around um, people that are moving a lot. So uh, for us, uh, it's a very fitting place that, uh, yeah, we want to see that we're at the forefront of what we do um, and surround ourselves with with similar like-minded people. And you've done some upgrades recently? You're in the process? We're about to. Yeah, we're about to. So I think that brings up a good question because we're looking at upgrades. We're looking like, what should should we move? Should, Should we change location or what should we do? And... Uh, yeah, overwhelmingly, everyone's like, no, you've got, you got to stay. And, and we're in a really great place where we are, so we're just doing everything we can to um, just upgrade where we are currently. Um, and we're, we're happy with where we're at, so we're going to create a movement space, um, which will be pretty unique and something different. Um, we're not going down the avenue of creating a Pilates studio for physio, um, rather than we we genuinely want people to move better. I think touching on what you said, it's about being able to deadlift and squat and then, then um, if you've got the tools in your body to go and exercise, then um, you can get amazing results with going to a place um, which, which Beck is running. So uh, yeah, we want to create a space to literally just enable people to move better to exercise. So hmm. I think what I, I love and one of the reasons Heartland moved back to Nord to, to put our offices here is that there's this perfect combination of 
this constant evolution, this constant change, there's always something new happening in the neighbourhood. But there also seems to be sort of a consistency. There's always a level of action going on. So many neighbourhoods around town sort of rise and fall, become popular for a while, or streets in town that are the place to go, and then it, it dips and falls. But there's always a buzz around this neighbourhood, and I always feel that... Um, you know, whether you're here on the weekend or whether you're here on a, a Wednesday, there's always going to be something going on. You feel like you're part of something. And uh, that, for me, is very important. I think it's also challenging. We talk a lot about the work-life balance. And, Beck, you must be seeing people coming in. Uh, there must be core times, like before and after work. I mean, how, do you, how do you make that work in your own life when you've, you know, you've got kids, right? You've got a family that you're trying to balance. How do you make the hours work with that? Um, yeah, really good question. I think one of the biggest misconceptions in the fitness industry is that exercise makes you tired, um, where I believe it is absolutely the complete opposite. You know, exercise gives me more energy. So if I need to wake up an hour earlier to get my workout in before I come home and do the school drop-off, I, I really prioritise that because otherwise I'll feel myself sluggish and a little bit slow and brain fog during the rest of the day. So I... You know, you, your hours do kind of extend or blow out either way, but it's it's fine. It's not a chore. It's a, a priority that I choose to make for my lifestyle, and I think a lot of other uh, people are finding the same thing. You know, on the other end of the scale, kind of, I have had a, a big day with the kids. You know, the, my favorite thing to do is just go to the gym, switch off for an hour. The beauty of strength social is, you know, I don't have to think for myself. The programming is done for me. I just follow along, and I really clear my head, and then kind of come home with a with a new energy and able to tackle the kids and dinner and bath time so yeah like I you know you definitely have to make it a priority because it doesn't just happen um but you know it's worth it yeah you, you have to do it but what about you Matt when mm. are your core times that you're just going to be healthily the busy and uh you know <laughs> no yeah. open sight does it work it's changed for me a lot too I um obviously starting was just I was just busy all the time um when it was just me but I've got a little two-year-old and and um, that a lot's changed for me since uh, having a little tacker. But uh, for me, I'm, I'm more of a morning person. So I do the same thing, get up early. Uh, exercise gives me energy 100%. Uh, and yeah, and then I, I try and pick up the little tacker from uh, childcare and um, make sure that I still have that, um, you know, I'm at home and, and also being a good dad as well as being a good boss, I think is really important. So uh, I, th I think, to be perfectly honest, what's kind of given me that is just being really open and honest with my team. So, like at work, if you know, work culture is massive for us. But if um, if work knows that I want to be a good dad and that's important, then then they're willing to help get around me to do that, and vice versa. We're all, all there to support each other. So, I think work life balances are helped out by your team jumping on board. Yeah, it's weird. You know, I, I was. Uh with Heartland, we export to lots of different countries around the world, which means I'm going to kite a lot of the time travelling around. And and that's great. I love it. But with my wife and my two children, uh, you know, you feel that drain when you're away for two or three weeks at a time, the stress on the family, and, and just the lack of connection when you get back. There's a real disconnect. One of the... It's a bizarre thing to say, but sort of a positive side effect of COVID-19, I can't get on a plane. So uh, the number of... Uh, hours I've been able to spend with my wife, with my children, and and really sort of inject myself back into family uh, has actually been a wonderful boon. And, and I'm still getting the hours in. I'm mean, doing all these uh, Zoom calls, and we're doing fantastic stuff like this. So I, I guess um, 
one of the things that brings us all together is the love of this community and being part of this. But we've all come from different angles and found it in different ways. I mean, I actually grew up here and then I lived away for 20 years and then finally came back. So for me, uh, Nord, Paynham, St Peter's, the whole area, it feels like I feel like a stranger in, in my own home that i'll look at a building and go well hang on that's uh, that's definitely sam giros there no sam giros has been closed for 20 years <laughs> but thank god yanni's is here there's always something going on with the local businesses do you see that that's going to continue to evolve in this neighborhood it seems to just get more vibrant there's more things happening all the time i feel like in a weird way we're all sort of leading a charge that you know future generations is going to see going on and on and on and it's great fun to be part of this community yeah i think uh you know nord is pretty unique and it's definitely going to ev- going to evolve i mean i can only speak from a movement sense mm. you know I- including strength and conditioning and well-being uh there's you know there's an i think there's enormous space for that to grow still now it's just a ways for everyone to connect balance is, is everything and, and um yeah I, I see that um nord's really leading the way um, I think so, yeah. And, Beck, the angle you had us look at before when you say that actually exercising gives you energy rather than takes it away, I think it's – if we can look at things from the right angle rather than the traditional angle, we've all got a, a strong future ahead of us. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, so many people do look to the eastern states and having spent some time over there, you know, I'm so proud and so blessed to kind of tell my friends starting a young family, like, how amazing we have it here in mm. North. The fact I can – go to the gym, get a coffee, go see my physio, do my grocery shopping, pick up the kids from school and then having wine after work, like all in a a 5K radius. Like where else can you get that? It's incredible. I was uh, lucky enough to be talking to uh, Nick Hayes yesterday who's from the Australian Dance Theatre and he's come over from Melbourne, Sydney boy originally, come over from Melbourne and I was just talking about uh, COVID and how it's much quieter here under COVID than Mm. it would have been in a normal Melbourne day before it all hit. But I think he got the idea that I was having a cultural cringe about Adelaide, that we weren't as vibrant as Melbourne, and you should have seen him go. He was like, no, Adelaide's fantastic. Adelaide's got everything. You know, you, you've got everything you want in the same place. That's the city. It's just the perfect site. It was a fantastic thing yeah. to hear, mm. that when people are uh, out here, they, they get an understanding of what we're about. You know, they, they say the, uh, the old saying is that the only people who, who don't, uh, like uh, don't like Adelaide are those who've never been here or those who've never left and I think the sense of what we have we can sometimes not be aware of how lucky we are now I'd like to thank you Beck for joining us today that was fantastic Matt thank you so much for your time Pleasure. and I want to thank the dog as well for the contribution <laughs> uh, guys thank you so much for joining us today you get a sense of what we've got right here in our own backyard make sure you enjoy it and make sure you make the most of this wonderful neighbourhood. And thanks for joining us today. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.